Welcome to the podcast of the fabulous Las Vegas Rotary Club. My name is Michael Gordon, and I'm proud to serve as the 95th president of the greatest Rotary Club in the world. Our club serves our local and international community through a variety of projects, but our main focus is on youth literacy. If you're ever in town for either business or pleasure, we invite you to join us at one of our weekly lunches. More information about meeting time and location can be found at lasvegasrotary.com. Now, sit back and enjoy this week's speaker. All right, so we'll start off with a little video. You may have seen this at the Olympics, um, if you watched. Hi, There are a lot of people who have, you know, had a lot to offer, but don't know an outlet for it, don't know where to put it, and this Oops. gives you... Wrong video. Let's try this again. Wrong. There we go. You can do it. You can do it. There we go. There we go. I think you can handle it. So, without further ado, I want to introduce the person who's taken the word can't out of the vocabulary of children all over here in Nevada. Our, our speaker today, RJ. All right. Can you hear me all right? All right. Uh, thank you for having us today. Uh, my name is RJ Sampson. I am the executive director and founder of VR Kids. Um, we are a nonprofit based here in Las Vegas that provides therapeutic virtual reality to hospital-bound and mobility-impaired children, teens, and young adults. Um, a little bit about VR Kids. We were founded in September uh, 2014. Um, as a child, I spent a lot of time in the hospital. Uh, I got kind of used to being there. Uh, my different surgeries, illnesses throughout my childhood. Um, I started programming computers when I was about 10 years old. Um, always got very into virtual reality, creating virtual worlds, creating games and things like that for friends and stuff. And um, that boy there, uh, his name is Bobby. He has cerebral palsy. Um, he has a brother who's a twin brother who does not have anything wrong with him. Um, I saw this video online that this uh, fellow programmer posted of his son, and he was excited because his son was using this virtual reality game and he was playing this game, and while he was playing it, he was very excited, saying, I'm winning, I'm winning. And as I watched the video, I realized, wow, how often does this boy who can't even hold an Xbox controller get to say that he's winning and really mean it, like really mean it. If you see the video, you'll 
get what I'm saying, but um, that inspired me a lot. I have four boys of my own, and if any of my sons were in that situation, I would want them to have an experience like that. Uh, so I took my programming talents and decided I'm going to build a virtual reality company to focus on kids with disabilities and see how many kids I can help with that. So I put together a team of folks uh, that I met through my work um, and some friends, and we built VR Kids. So our mission is, to de is dedicated to bringing therapeutic virtual reality to hospital-bound kids. Um, we build all our own virtual reality experiences. We're not uh, just taking off-the-shelf programs. Uh, we don't actually use uh, like Samsung Gear VRs, but we're using high-end gaming laptops that have positional tracking, so the kids can actually move through the world. They're not stuck just looking around like this. They can actually like lean in, go to touch things. Uh, it tracks where they are in 3D space, so it's a true virtual representation of a world that they can be in. So in case you don't know what I'm talking about at all with virtual reality, <laughs> It's a computer simulated environment uh, consisting of three-dimensional images and sound. So not only are what you see in three dimensions, but where you hear sound is, is uh, all around you. The way that virtual reality works is it suspends uh, the user's belief in the real world, and they accept the virtual world around them as real. And the way that it works is it just takes over your senses of sight and sound, and once you're in virtual reality, your brain just tells you that this is real now. Um, it allows us to create very immersive and interactive experiences, and because everybody's different and everybody's life experiences are different, everybody's virtual reality experience is also different. So throughout these last few years, as we've been working with hospitals in Las Vegas, um, we've learned a lot. And one of the big things we learned is that VR reduces pain. So when we're working with kids who have just been post-op or who are in the hospital and having pain, um, frequently the child life specialists and nurses will say, hey, can you please go to this room? Um, she's in a lot of pain. And so we'll go in the room and we'll, we'll put them in VR and we'll notice that the crying stops, the whimpering stops. They stop thrashing around and get very still. Um, and the way that that works, uh, what scientists have finally figured out is that the pipe in your brain can only hold so much data at one time. And pain signals are coming from all over your body to your brain, but if we can overwhelm the pipe and put more data in it that can handle, the pain signals don't come through as much because there's other information that they're being told that's much more important. We also find that it reduces the child's anxiety. We recently started a program um, with Summerlin Hospital to provide virtual reality during treatment. So if someone's like about to get a shot or blood drawn, these, these kids are terrified of needles. So they'll ask us, can you please come in here and do some virtual reality with this child while we draw blood? Because it, it just takes the pain away, but it also takes the anxiety away because they're somewhere else having fun paying attention to other things and they don't even notice that they're getting sticked with a needle. Um, it also improves their internal narrative. And what that means, to me is that a lot of times when we talk to a child who's in the hospital, their internal dialogue is that I'm the sick kid. And having been in the hospital while I was a kid, 
my brothers and my mom and dad would come in to see me, and then they would all go home. And I was the sick kid. I was the one with the issues and the problems. But what we find is when we give these kids a virtual reality experience, that, that perception changes a little bit because their brothers and sisters may be there while we're there, and they get to experience something that the other kids don't, and they feel like that's special for them, and it kind of helps that internal dialogue. And it has a positive impact on their whole family. I know one, one family we went in, the, it's very stressful when you're in the hospital as a, as a kid and your mom and dad are there because your parents have to work, and then after work they're trying to come see you, but you have other brothers and sisters who need care and dinner and help with homework, but now you're this big burden on the family. And so a lot of times when we're there working with the families, the parents are there and they're fighting, and they're, they're bickering with each other. And what we found is when we put the child in virtual reality, the child's behavior is very positive. They're excited. They're laughing. Um, they're not showing signs of pain. And it draws the family back together. So we really enjoy that. So we design all of our therapeutic virtual reality for kids five and up. We really focus on kids who are spending most of their time in a better wheelchair. And we've designed our experiences so they're customizable for every kid depending on their specific needs. Uh, we have a dynamic achievement system built into our software that allows uh, the software to remember what the kid has done in the past and serve up different experiences. So if we know this child has already seen this part of the experience, we can change it up dynamically in the software and earn them different achievements so that they can continue growing. These are some characters that are in our story. We use a dynamic story engine that automatically adjusts the story based on the data we have about the child. Um, the characters look at the child, they speak to the child as if they're really there. And each of the characters has unique personality, backstory. So the kids get engaged with the characters. A lot of kids call it, they want to see their friends again because the, the characters really talk to them directly. This is an example of one of our stories, Journey to the Big Bear Festival. It's a magical adventure. It spans a day and a night cycle. And at the end of the, um, the experience, you have a firework show, which the kids really like. So you can see this is an actual scene from in the experience. It's very realistic. That's all computer rendered in real time. Um, and as the child looks around, everywhere they look, they're inside that world. Here's another screen. Of, this is one of the characters' houses, Teddy. And so again, you can see that. Um, this is the magic carpet ride section of the experience that the kids really enjoy. And they get to go visit a mouse village, and they think that's really fun. Uh, they meet different characters along the way. This is another bear named Tessa, and they go to her house. Um, and then there's uh, a forest, and this is nighttime when they're heading to see the fireworks. You can see there's mushrooms there, and the one of the bears lights them up using magic. And then at the end, there's a fireworks display that the kids really love. So VR Kids is fun for kids. Um, at the end of each virtual reality session, they get a certificate that they can take home and a VR Kids bear that they enjoy. We find that some of the kids we visit in the hospital don't have a single stuffed animal or toy with them. Um, their, their moms or dads are working, and they're there, and they just have nothing. And so when we bring the bear, they get super excited to have a, a toy to play with. Um, and we're free, so this is important to us. We're a service organization. We want to help as many kids as we possibly can. 
no one on the VR Kids staff takes a salary. We are all 100% volunteers. So I have a day job, just like everyone else on the VR Kids team. I work for Allegiant Travel Company. I'm the e-commerce engagement manager. Um, we're 100% free for the hospitals. We're 100% free to go to children's homes. And like I said, all of our staff is 100% volunteer. And we are a 501c3 nonprofit based here in Las Vegas. And we do accept donations. And we use those donations to buy equipment, buy the teddy bears, uh, do print collateral and things for the families to read to understand what we do. And we're currently partnered in all three children's hospitals in Las Vegas. Um, so this is uh, one of the girls that we met. Her name is Taylor. She is in a lot of pain. Um, you can see she's got a lot of stuff going on here. She had an ice pack on her stomach. She would not stop crying. Um, she didn't even want to do the experience. We were working with her mom and her grandma were there. And we were trying our best to give her more comfort because she just couldn't sit still. She was just all over the bed crying. And so we finally got her to put it on. And once she started going through the experience, you see she just calmed down. She leaned way back, and she just sat there. And while she was in the experiment, uh, experience, her grandmother looked at me, and she was almost in tears. And she's like, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Because she had not seen this girl lay quiet and not in pain for quite a while. Uh, this is another little boy. His name is Garrett. When we got to the hospital, um, we were supposed to do a VR experience with him. And his, uh, his caregiver said, well, Let's not do it right now. I need to get this boy outside because he's not going to go outside again for a long, long time. And so they took him out in the front while we worked with some other kids. And then when he came back, we set him up in here. And um, he has the, this lady in the back is her caregiver, his caregiver. And this girl was his nurse. And he had a dedicated nurse for, I guess, a couple of years. She's worked with this family. And so... After the experience, you know, during the experience, we were, we were trying to talk to him. He wouldn't say a word to us. He wouldn't look us in the face. We were trying to explain what was happening to him. He was just completely shut out. Um, but after the experience, we put up, set him up with the bear and stuff. We said, all right, we're going to take a picture, so smile. And he actually smiled, and his nurse went crazy. And she's like, oh, my God, I haven't seen this kid smile in two years. Like, this is awesome. <laughs> so it was really cool. But we have tons of amazing stories. We've helped over 120 kids now in the last year and a half. So we've been very busy working with all these kids. And like I said, every one of these kids has a really cool story. Um, so VR Kids partners with Child Life Specialists. They help us to identify the children in the hospitals that would benefit the most from VR. Um, again, so anyone that's expressing pain is a good candidate. Um, for, for the hospital's perspective and Child Life's perspective, we help make the hospital less scary. So they, they really like having us there. And they want us there more frequently. VR uh, Kid team members have all completed volunteer training at the hospital. So we have to go through the whole rigorous volunteer program that the hospital offers. It means we need to get all our shots. We have to get all of our different tests for TB and all different stuff. It's really not easy. Um, so it's been very difficult for us to find volunteers. We're also involved in virtual reality research. Um, we have a gentleman that's on our staff, Leon, whose focus is research. So we're working on reducing uh, post-procedure, uh, pre-procedure anxiety, distraction during procedures, and pain reduction. So you can see here, this is one of the kids we are helping. They asked us if we could do this while she was getting her IV and stuff put in because it's very uh, painful and 
the child doesn't like it. We're also working with a therapy center. Um, they want us to use our virtual reality experiences to help kids that have issues with balance, um, as well as food fears and behavioral therapy. So we're developing custom virtual reality experiences for these particular situations. And these are our research partners, so UMC, Sunrise Children's Hospital, UNLV, and Toro. And yes, we need volunteers. Uh, <laughs> that's one of our biggest challenges, as I said, is working in the hospitals. Um, the hospital does provide training. We provide training. We usually go to the hospitals in groups of two or three. Um, it's a very flexible schedule. Uh, but from the hospital's perspective, they have enough kids that could use our services that they would want us there every single day. And right now, we're there probably a few times a month because we don't have enough volunteers. And there's other ways that you can volunteer. We're always looking for people to help us with our social media, graphic design, fundraising, uh, to sit on our advisory board and help us because I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm learning a lot as I go. I want to help kids. I know that. But I don't know exactly how to run an organization like this. And there's other ways you can help. Obviously, we have uh, Amazon Smile that's linked to our website. We have eBay for charity. We have corporate sponsorships available um, that we've had in the past. So what's in the future of VR Kids? Well, as I said, we've made a huge impact in the hospitals that we serve. Um, we've been working with UMC, and they want us in the burn center. They want us to help them develop a VR program that they can use for burn victims because changing dressings and things is very, very painful. So we're trying to figure out ways to use our equipment in places where there's a lot of water, where they're spraying, and you know, it, it's very difficult for them to do this stuff. And they don't have the resources or the knowledge to set this stuff up. Um, we're also working with the emergency rooms. And of course, we continue our work in the pediatrics. So some of the opportunities for VR kids right now are that the pediatric hospitals want us to help underserved families, but they have limited budgets and limited resources in the hospitals for this type of equipment. They don't have the budget for the cost of this equipment. They also don't have any expertise or software developers in the hospitals that can actually build all the stuff that they need to treat the different types of conditions. Um, and of course, they don't have the staff to maintain all the equipment and keep everything updated and making sure nothing's getting uh, viruses and stuff like that. So we can meet that need. Um, with our, if we can grow fundraising, grow our volunteer staff, then we can be in the hospitals more and provide that service, you know, helping to fill that void. Also, um, one of the other challenges that we have is when I originally started this, I wasn't thinking about hospitals. I was thinking about the kids at home. So. There's kids at home who are confined to wheelchairs, who are confined to their beds, and this would be an amazing way for them to escape a little bit, have some fun, um, and do something that's different. We've worked with some families in their home, but we'd like to do that more. So if anyone knows of families or connections to the families of, of kids that you think would work uh, for this type of system, uh, please let us know. We set up a GoFundMe because we're trying to raise some additional money, obviously. Um, some of our expenses are just normal operations, but as well, we like to provide the families with stuff. And a lot of the kids and the, the families in the hospitals only speak Spanish. So, you know, getting all of our print collateral so they understand what's happening in English and Spanish. And we go through a lot of uh, print collateral. Also, the teddy bears that we provide to the kids cost money, obviously. 
Um, and so all of these things, so we did have a GoFundMe campaign going. It was very challenging. We had this big event scheduled at Sunrise Hospital October 7th last year, and it was our big fundraiser for the year. And then one October happened, and everything went crazy. They almost canceled our event because the hospitals were just crazy with stuff, and obviously no one really turned out, so it really was a damper on our budget. <laughs> um, but for all the right reasons, you know. Um, so for the future of VR Kids, we'd like to be in all the hospitals in Las Vegas on a daily basis, not, not a couple times a month. We want to continue our research projects with UMC and Sunrise Hospital. Um, we have multiple projects going on with physical and occupational therapy students. We're also working with Professor McCreary at UNLV's Interactive and Media Science Lab to help them uh, test and prove out a lot of the things we're seeing. So we're... We're out there in the wild actually doing this stuff, but at UNLV, they don't have any data to support any of the stuff that's actually happening. So we're doing all these things, and we're seeing all these results. They want to help us quantify it. They believe what we're doing is working and good, but they want to have the scientific data to back up all of these things. And so we're working closely with those folks. And thank you. Is there any questions? Microphone? Adam? Let me get you a microphone so we can hear you. Right here. Thank you. I'm Jim Tucker Adam. He's a new member, so he has to learn everybody's name. Uh oh. My granddaughter works at uh, Sunrise for the kids. Okay. And she says uh, those kids devastate her at times when they're so sick. And I guess you go in there quite a bit, huh? Yeah, it's, it's, it can be real upsetting sometimes, um, especially when they're in a lot of pain and they're just screaming out and you don't know what to do. There's nothing Can't to the hospital them. itself run some of this? Well, that's what we've been trying to work with them towards, but the problem is, is they don't have the resources or the staffing. The, the child life specialists, if you look at child life, their job is to keep the children happy and have fun. Um, there's, at Sunrise Hospital, there's two ladies that, that run that department, and so they take shifts, and they're not there every day. Um, so believe it or not, they've had donated to the hospital all these Gear VR systems and all this stuff. These ladies have no idea what to do with it. They have no interest in, in maintaining it and doing all the software updates and patches and making sure the software they're downloading off the store is, is good for kids. Like, we come in with everything already created, designed specifically for this environment, with equipment that's much more high-end than a Gear VR. And so that's why they're just not doing it. It just doesn't make sense for them at all. Question over there. Kudos to what you do. Thank you. Are there comparable programs in other states that you've contacted to kind of connect and network, like in California at Children's Hospital and things like that? Uh, from what we can find, there are none, and we've, we actually have people reaching out to us all of the time asking how they can start a VR Kids in their city, but that's something that we as a team of volunteers haven't been able to make happen. We don't have some of the knowledge we need about franchising or, or allowing people to do that in a way that doesn't damage the brand or put kids at risk. Well, aren't there those life specialists at, at these other children's hospitals? 
Yeah, child life specialists are at That's most children's hospitals, but they're not the ones that are actually doing it. I see. That's the problem. They, they, they love what we're offering and love what we're doing, but they don't have any way to actually facilitate something like that. Thank you. Yes, you know, one, two, three. very impressive program and two thoughts occur to me. Number one, as a member of the uh, foundation board, I highly recommend you make application for a grant to our foundation. I think you have a very worthy cause. The other is you're saying how short you are for volunteers. Every hospital has tremendous amount of volunteers and they may be very happy to get involved in participating in this kind of program. They're already there, they know what volunteering means, and, and they have the time to possibly be effective. I agree, and we have talked to the volunteer organizations at the hospital, and they ask us very politely not to poach their volunteers. So some of us are old, and we consider ourselves mastodons when it comes to this kind of stuff, but I'm very impressed with what you're trying to do. Describe the life of, or this, the qualities or the capabilities that you need in a volunteer to go into the hospital. Do I need to be a technician? Do I need to be an engineer? Can I just sit there and smile? I mean, what are you looking for? So a typical volunteer uh, group for us is two people. It's uh, what we call the, the technician and the guide. So the guide's job is to make sure that all of our forms we have a number of forms that the families need to fill out. We have a, a waiver, a release waiver, saying that you know anything happens is not our fault. Um, we have a, a media waiver, so we can take pictures if they, they allow us to. And then we also have very long checklists of every step that we have to take, things that we have to do to make sure the VR experience goes flawlessly. So there has to be someone who has attention to detail and loves kids and is very outgoing and can talk to the families Preferably someone who can speak English and Spanish is very valuable because a lot of the rooms we go in, there's no one speaking English in the room. Um, so those are some of the qualities of the guide. And then the technician sets up the equipment, makes sure that it's on the child right. Um, we have these covers that we put over the VR headset for, you know, for cleanliness because obviously we can't take it off one kid and put it on another. There's a whole process we go through for hygiene that we had to get approved by the hospitals. Um, we went through a lot to just be able to be in the hospitals when it comes to the infection control team at the hospital. It was very challenging. So those are the two types of people that we would need. Hey, I'm, thanks for being here today. I was kind of curious, when, when you showed the representation of what the VR environment looks like, the actual environment was very realistic, but the characters were very cartoon. Yeah. And I'm just wondering if there's some science behind that or, or why it, that, that's the case. Um, I, I picked that up from children's books. There's a lot of children's books out there that where they put these cartoon characters in a realistic environment and the kids really like it. I've got four boys uh, from my first wife and two girls from my, from my second wife, so I have a lot of experiments going on at home all the time. Uh, and, and they definitely love the animated characters. They're a lot more fun. And the other thing I noticed is we actually did some 3D modeled bears instead and some renderings and they were very creepy. So it turns out the cartoon bears are way fun. Bears that sort of look real, but not quite, that kind of stare at you. It just doesn't work as well. Hi. Hello? 
I just wondered, have you ever uh, considered interfacing with the Shriners? They go to the hospitals and they make balloons for the kids and they dress up like clowns. They're a branch of the Masons and doing very similar things for years and years. And I think, you know, you might want to uh, associate with them too. Yeah, I'll put that on my list and I'll definitely reach out to them. That's a good idea. Thank you. Yes. Hi, hi. thank you. It's a great presentation and uh, thank pull, you. pulling on some heartstrings, I'm sure. Do you guys get a special deal on teddy bears? I mean, can what can we do? No, I, I work with this company called Huggable Teddy Bears. The guy's name is Rob, and I have begged and pleaded with him that we're a nonprofit. Can you do anything at all? We we spend about 500 bucks on 100 bears, and we blow through them. And how long, Elizabeth? Maybe a month or two, a couple of months because of so many kids. As long as we go to the hospital, and we'll go from room to room to room, like five, six kids. And then if they have other family members there that are freaking out because they don't have a bear, we end up giving one to the other kids. Um, so, no, we, we don't get a good deal on those. Well, I'd like to make a, a donation through Rotary, and so maybe we can follow up on that later. All right, thank you. Any other questions? I thought there was someone over here. That would be amazing. Thank you. As far as uh, virtual reality. So the way that we structured our application was initially we were like, hey, maybe we should have um, one for boys, one for girls, one for teens, one for young adults, and all this stuff. And we decided that it would be more, more cost effective for, from our perspective to go ahead and set up one experience that takes data and reacts to the data. So there's an input form when we started an experience where we put the child's date of birth, we put their name, and we put um, their gender. And then as the experience is running, it actually looks at that data and looks at any prior experience they've had, because we track every time the child's been through the program so that way we know what they've already seen, what they haven't seen. And so the way I designed it is so that it's very dynamic. And so as they're going through the scene, all these, all these data points are interrogated, and then the scene changes based on that. So if you're an older kid, we have a more spooky kind of theme where it's a little bit scarier. There's are spiders, and it's not as, as friendly because the older kids like it. We're working on a new experience where there's a dragon instead of the flying carpet, you know, there's a giant dragon, which the little kids might be a little scared of because in virtual reality, these things are massive and they're right there and your brain doesn't know real from not. <laughs> so, you know, so we're trying to appeal to different age groups, really. Hello. So, RJ, thank you for what you do for our community and we would like to present you with a Share What You Can Award where we will present a hot meal to a homeless vet in your name. So. so if I can get a vote of the club membership to take the donations from today's raffle and donate it to VR Kids. Second. So moved. All in favor? Thank you. Congratulations. And here's one of the bears if you want to see what we give to the kids, because I know we talked about the bears a lot, so you can come up here, I'll put one up so you can see it. Thank you. And then please remember the recycle bin 
And then, as I like to say, Rotary is like tennis. The one who serves best usually wins. Now go forth and make a difference. Thank you for joining us for another wonderful meeting of the Rotary Club of Las Vegas. If you're interested in membership or want to know more about our upcoming projects and speakers, please visit lasvegasrotary.com for more information. Now go forth and make a difference.